Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Venus and Mars podcast. You've got your host, Anya Shack here, and today is a special day. It is the 25th episode of Venus and Mars. And in honor of this 25th episode, I have with me the woman who I started it all with, the woman who I started the very first episode of Venus and Mars with, Jamie Crawford. Hi. Yay. We're in such celebration. We're in such celebration. We are celebrating today and we're going to do a short-ish episode for you guys. But what I really want to do, and it just feels so right to do this, is to talk about what we love about men. So Venus and Mars is about relationship. It's about relationship within. It's about relationship without. It's about masculine and feminine dynamics and understanding. And one of the most important pillars of what we do here, what we talk about here is to show men how much we love them, how much we care about them, how much we need them, how much they matter. And I believe, and I know Jamie believes that this is a a key, a tool, an unlocking point for the kind of union and the kind of rich depth that both men and women want in their relationships. So this is I Love Men Because Part 2. We had an uh, I Love Men Because Part 1 prior to this. And so now we're rounding out to 2022 with I Love Men Because. And so I'm going to kick it over to Jamie and she will begin our lovely game of ping pong and why we love men so much. You know, when I think of union, I think completion. And to me, when I think completion, I think parts, equation, things that fit together, things that complement. And when I think complement, I don't think compete. I also don't think equal. And so one of the things that I love most about men is that they're not me. (laughs) And I'm not them. And what I give, they give different. And what I bring, they bring different. And what I create, they co-create and they co-exist with. And that to me is fundamentally and spiritually for me, the best thing that I love is that when I am in the presence of a man, especially when he's in ownership of who he is, I am looking at something that is so complementary to who I am that I want to give him things to do that I can never do. And that's fine for me. Oh, that's so beautiful. Especially since the last four men that I've had on the show, I've asked them all, what do you love most about women? And their answer is the fact that she can do and give and be all the things that I can't. That's amazing. Along those lines, what I love most about men is their sense of accountability. Like I recently learned that accountability is really highly linked to testosterone And so that's why men are so good at like, even if something gets hard or boring or annoying, they're just like, no, I got to finish this. It's so amazing for all of us. Like, thanks to them, so many things were finished. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So many things were completed. (laughs) That's what you said. I love this. They were completed as is. Is even I think when I am most in my feminine, I'm not quite sure if I'm really even going anywhere. (laughs) I'm almost begging for the presence of a masculine to go, what was your point again? Are you going with this again? 
did you remember five minutes from now? Did you remember this week? Did you remember? I'm, right, right, right. <laughs> it's it's a it's a sense of understanding that a that exists that energy of masculinity exists in me, and mm-hmm. when I think about what it is that a man does so well naturally in his own masculine, I think, okay, well, what is that in me that I get to employ when I need it? Mm. My own accountability when I need that own reference point when I need that own checking in with myself to go, where are we going? And what's your point here? I always reference the the men in my life who do that the best. Mm. I always think, oh, how is it that he keeps me on track in this conversation? Okay. And I go to him and I think, what would he say in this moment? Or what, how would he do this in this moment? Mm. And that's me. Right, right, right. Okay. So it's, <laughs> so what I'm doing is I'm, I'm, I'm borrowing that model right there, even sometimes for myself to employ what is naturally my own masculinity. Mm. You know, and so that to me is, I think, God, accountability. Yes. And what's amazing is that when I'm in the presence of a man who's really high in his accountability, I relax into this play. Mm. It's almost an, an, an ambiguous, it, it, it has definition to it. Like my mm-hmm. ideas have definition, my thoughts about uh, what are what's going to happen or not happen, my opinions about whether I like it or what, what can happen with it. When we're playing in conversation. I love that I can relax in that space because he's holding the center. At one point, if he goes, hold on, you went off topic or where did we just go? <laughs> you count on him to be like, uh-uh, hold on. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. Oh. And I don't feel powerless. I don't feel powerless. Mm. That was that was powerful for me to actually rewrite in myself is I don't feel powerless because I let myself understand that their strength in that and that in that play area yeah area where it's like if i didn't have a point in that moment that didn't mean i was incapable that didn't mean i wasn't smart enough that didn't mean anything about me that i I wasn't able in that moment that simply meant that i was at i was so deeply in my feminine that i needed a mask bring it forward like that and so i'm so grateful now when a man is able to do that and i'm not defensive i'm not defiant I'm welcoming of it now. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. You know, what's amazing. I've had a couple men kind of start to talk about the masculine and feminine with the words primal versus divine. And I've Mm -hmm. actually had a man say to me, when you're overwhelmed and you're not on point and you have like 7,000 things looping around, it's because you're divine. And so my job is to take you back into the primal, into the here and now, into the on this planet, touch what we can actually see with our eyes. And that leads me to one of my other favorite things about men is just their primal nature, their camaraderie, and their like ability to just group together to fight against something bad or something evil or whatever. And they can also put away all their differences in like this one effort to achieve some greater good. And so the way that men create unity within each other outwardly is so beautiful. We do it too, but I don't know. We have these like internal contracts that we're like dealing with, right? But men don't have all that complication. They're just like, yes, we're achieving this and we're doing it together. It's so cool to see. It is. And especially because they're not shy if they don't like each other. 
Yes. <laughs> and yet they can still work together. They could still say, mm. I don't want to see you after this, but man, you, you better show up because I'm going to show up for this. Mm. I don't really hang out more than five minutes together, but I got your back now and I know you got mine. You know what's cool? They don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. No. That's what I love about men. They're just like, hey, man, I don't really like you. And the other one's like, I don't like you either. And they're like, cool, let's figure this out and then keep it moving. And then like, there's nothing wrong with that. And they don't need to like make it mean this big drama story. They can just keep it moving. It's so good. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's it's very satisfying because I don't think that uh, at least in how it is that we currently have our woman to woman dynamics, at Mm -hmm. least in this society and this time, given the different cultural expectations and all the different conditioning structures that we have. I don't know if what it is that we know how to do in that moment where we're in tension with each other is to go, Hey, wait a second. What's our mission here? Hey, wait a second you and I both care about this because what's interesting is that's the masculine coming out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Feminine goes in. Yeah. <laughs> we're entangled and we're enraptured in the, the yeah. you know, it's not always drama. Feminine does not mean drama. Right. But if our drama is in the tension, if, if we choose to give drama to the tension, then we can get wrapped up and tangled because we're no longer in our mission. We're no longer in the purpose that we came together in the first place. Mm, I love you know, that. It's it's cool because men, you know, everybody has drama. Yeah. If, if they choose to have drama, yeah. you know, and so whatever, you know, drama isn't necessarily inherent to humanity, but we have the ability to be dramatic. And so every, everybody, men and women can be both dramatic. But what's interesting is our way of being dramatic looks different than their way of being dramatic. Mm. And I really appreciate how their drama typically with each other tends to be very short, direct, honest, aggressive, if need to be mm-hmm. trying to put an end to it. Mm. <laughs> I love that. You know, this all goes back to some evolutionary psychology and biology. I mean, women were, were weaker, our bodies, our physiques, right? Like we're not out there like aggressively hunting or fighting in battle. And so for them, their arguments were outwardly aggressive. Meanwhile, as women and evolutionary, like just evolutionarily, we had to get our way in a very passive way. So we had to find protection. We had to make sure that like our mate wouldn't be poached by that other woman. So we have these like, yeah, all this instinctual drive to be more passively aggressive. And I, again, like these are just evolutionary mechanisms that are like the baseline of our humanity. These are not like the highest levels of our humans. So the idea is to just know this and keep it moving. Keep it moving. Oh, man. So fun. Okay. What else do I love about men and the masculine? You know, I love just the way they get things done. Their single focus. It's incredibly profound. Like yesterday, I had like a knock on my door and they were like installing this new like smart home thing. Like seven men came in here. They didn't say a word. They just like got things done and they were out of there 16 minutes later. and It was all done. (laughs) Pretty amazing how they do that. Wow. It is pretty amazing. 
And, and I think that um, it gives a, a bit of uh, qualification to why we often, not always, and there's a lot of argument for this against it, but why we often see CEOs as men, mm. women. And it's not necessarily having anything to do with ability or capability, but necessarily the direction of our attention and our focus, mm. the, singular, the singular attention versus the diffused awareness. Mm-hmm. And when in positions of CEO or somebody who has to make the, the decisiveness, the, the directional decisions, the mm-hmm. make sure that you're staying on constant commitment, the single focus is what is, is, is needed to mm-hmm. fulfill certain uh, challenges, to get to the other mm-hmm. side of the challenges, because now we're not stuck. Now we know we're going to the other side, and this is just one of the challenges, one of the roadblocks. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, it's one of the coolest things when I see really successful men, either in business, um, entrepreneurship, uh, product development, project development. And when they talk about their history in terms of what challenges they came across, whether it was a business deal that went wrong or some uh, side swiped uh, <laughs> manufacturing issue that was like the whole thing went up in flames and it was ridiculous. <laughs> and they're going, <laughs> and they laugh at it, right? Because it meant it meant something in the moment, but it wasn't something that kept them out of sync or out of mm. direction. They're like, yeah, 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 we're gonna be fine. We're gonna get past this. Mm. So singular in their focus that they they weren't thinking, oh, this is gonna stop me. Oh, this is gonna mm-hmm. inhibit me. I understand that that that's it's not always so direct like that. There's always a belief structure. There's mm. how a man sees himself, of course. I was listening to some interviews with Elon Musk the other day and the way he relates to failure and, or the way he relates to his companies taking a succession or not, he only sees succession. Mm. So he's just like, there, there is no option to be like, of course I'm going to go through. I don't care whatever it takes. Like it's such a, like we are going and you're in Mm. my, you're in my way. <laughs> a lot of us, especially as women, that that can be, especially if that was a an, an unsafe thing for us in our fathers. Yeah, that level, it became when when I when we see a man that goes, "Oh, you're you're in my way, move." In business, sometimes yeah. that can show up as really unsafe for us as women, mm. because we think, "Uh oh, what will you do to make sure mm. that you get whatever it is that you want?" Instead of seeing that, wow he's going for exactly what he wants. I can count on that. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love what you're saying. Thank you for bringing it there. That is something that is probably one of the biggest misconceptions about masculinity out in the world is that I think women think that men that behave that way direct that aggression towards them, but they would never dream of it because one of my favorite things about men is how in their singular focus, in their priority list, right? Their list of priorities that goes on each day, each month, each year. The emotions of women rises to the top every time, every time. If it's spoken in a vulnerable way that really signals like, I need you, I need your help, you know? They're just like, cool, I'm stopping everything that I've got to do to care for this woman that I love, this woman that I care for, this woman that is my colleague, All of these women that I care for, I see it happen time and time again. I see how men react differently when a woman says, hey, I need you to go do X. 
versus, hey, I really need your help solving this problem. Can you help? It's just like hilarious, the difference in the way that the men react. And so this is because men love helping women. Like fundamentally, men love to help women. And I love that about them. My God, it just like makes my heart melt. <laughs> it does. It does. It gives, it gives a different satisfaction and being able to receive as a woman. Mm. And to rewrite what it means to be a sovereign woman uh, versus an independent woman. Mm. Tell me the difference, Jamie. <laughs> Where the sovereignty, it gives permission for a woman to want to speak, to think, mm-hmm. to do, to act exactly the way that she wants to in alignment with her values and alignment mm-hmm. with her desires and not necessarily take a defiant position towards it, but an unapologetic one that says, because this is who I am, mm-hmm. I get to say this, I get to ask for this and I get to want this. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I still need other people for this to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Whereas, whereas um, it, it's also drawing upon the capability of mm-hmm. saying that, like, if I need to, I can. Mm-hmm. I'm at peace with that. I'm mm-hmm. empowered by it. That if I need mm-hmm. to go uh, take the tra- it's so small, but it's representative. Yeah. If I need to take the trash out, I'm not going to sit there and ponder upon how woe is me that I didn't have a man to do this. Mm. Because the sovereignty in me goes, how grateful I am that my two hands and my body can do this. Yeah. That's exciting. And so I get to feel empowered if there's a sovereignty to it. Whereas an independent goes, yeah, I take my own trash out. I don't need a man to do it. I don't need anybody to help me do it. There's a push there. There's almost a passive aggressive defiance Mm. bitterness that goes, but I kind of wish someone would. That's right. That's right. That's covering up. And I'm really just going to whisper it over here. And in my sleep, I'm going to feel very sad that I can't ask for it. Because if I did ask for it from the wrong man and they said no, well, then I'd just be reminded how alone I am. And it's not inviting to a man. And I've done this. I've been that person who's just like, can you just do this? Because my defenses are so high. And I've, I've, I've gotten the response sometimes or it was just, there a different way you can ask for that? Yeah. This is like, can you, can you please help me? Yeah. So simple. Yeah. Like, would you mind doing this? This would make, this would be really helpful right now. Yes. Oh gosh. A sovereign woman can do anything. Yes. But chooses to ask for help, chooses to allow a man to support her such that her energy expands to feed him. Yes. He knows that's what happens when her energy expands. Yes. Mm. Feed everybody. Feed the whole world. I mean, essentially. Feed the whole world. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Men know this. This is a quote that I've um, heard. Uh, It was like an Alison Armstrong quote. Good men know that they're valuable, and they also know that women are priceless. That's a very healthy approach for him to understand that I give because I know my value and Mm. I'm so pleased to give this to you because I know how priceless you are. And therefore I also respect, and I'm doing this because I see the value in you. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Like that is like, wow, there is respect and trust and love mm-hmm. all in the same space in that statement. This is beautiful. Gosh, we love men. We love men so much. We love you so much. Let's do like two more and then let's wrap this up. It's like a little pick me up for gentlemen. Let's see. What you know what I love about men? What? When they display physical things. Mm. I love watching and witnessing and experiencing men in physical activities. Mm. Yes. Whether they're playing football or they're putting a shelf up to me, I don't know how this is for every other woman. To me, I'm like, first of all, you're strong, you're capable, and there's a protective layer there. And somewhere in you, I relate to that as you can build me a home. <laughs> yes. But I love watching men be physical or testing their own physical strength or competing against each other. Mm-hmm. There's something in that to me that I'm like, wow, what a physical representation of masculinity. Mm-hmm. And not that we're sitting there going into uh, maladjusted or false representations of what we consider aggressiveness and toxicity. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Aggressiveness as a natural energy. Mm-hmm. Natural energy and and they're putting competition into growing each other, into testing their own strength, testing their own boundaries, going one layer above that. And it's also mm. to me like, oh, this is the determination and the perseverance and the dedication. Mm. Look at how he dedicates his own physical uh, prowess and how he expresses himself. And to me, there is this, th- th- there's a gushiness. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so gushy. It's so, so gushy. I love it. I've been doing a lot of research, but one of the things that is interesting is that men that, you know, train and they do physical activities and they're just regularly moving, it's because there's they've got that instinctual ancient urge to find camaraderie with other men so that they can all help each other be better hunters and be better in warfare. <laughs> so it's like this like instinctual brotherhood thing. And what's really cool is that men are not doing this for women's validation. They're doing this to be bettering themselves. And just like a natural consequence of this is women are attracted to you because you're not doing it for them. It's so cool. And I I love that. Here's my other favorite thing about men. The way they value nobility. Mm, The way they're like, when men have like found integrity in their skin, they've like, they're, they're training their bodies or training their minds or they're unlocking their gift. They're really like clear that they're a gift to this world. They are so noble. They're like, I'm never going to do this because that's just not right. That's not good for society. That's not good for the world. They're so clear on some, some of these values. They're so integrous in them that it's amazing hearing them say no, 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 no to people and things that aren't aligned to this like greater good because men do want a greater good for society. I know this to be true. Yes. They're natural providers. They're natural providers. And that's how they provide. And and there's always levels of provision depending Mm. on the level of consciousness that I'm in. Mm. And whether that's I'm providing from my mom and this is why I go uh, get my homework done because I know that it makes her happy. (laughs) Versus like I'm providing by taking my uh, high school sweetheart out on a date to a movie because I know I'm providing her an opportunity to be 
in an experience that's entertaining, I can provide that. And then he goes into provision for um, his boss and for his work. And then now provision for his family, provision for uh, a legacy and then provision for, and it's always a, it's a level of provision with every time that they expand who they are in the world, what they're capable of, what gifts they have when they come into the recognition, the acknowledgement, the ownership of that. Mm. And it's like, well, how can I provide for the whole world? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Even on my own small scale, how can what I do here in my home provide for the whole world? I I took care of my babies. Can I take care of your babies? (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. Uh, okay. Let's see one more each. And then we're, we're wrapping this one. I love how men can be present and calm. Like when they just look at you, right. And they just look at you no matter who it is, romantic mentor, boss, whatever. They just, they put away all their devices and all their distractions and they give you their undivided attention. I feel so happy. That's it. That's like, I'm, I was like trying to come up with some like big, like wise thing to say. I just feel happy straight up. <laughs> I just, you know, I feel good <laughs> yes. for me. I feel seen. I feel like he's taking me in and I have no idea what exactly he's taking me in. And I've also been, what are you thinking? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm just watching you. I'm just looking at you. And I, for a woman who constantly has a thought going on in her head Oof. I'm like what do you mean you're just looking at me but what's the thought behind that and there's something um so like appreciate I feel I feel noticed I feel invested when when a man is present with me I feel um like I'm important to him and that presence is him choosing to put everything else away and going, you're important to me. And here's how I show you in this moment. Mm. And that's what presence is. And that's why for me, it makes me happy too. Cause I'm like, ah, I better. <laughs> oh, and just to wrap what you're saying, cause I feel like I want to like bookend this with yeah. men sense femininity better than we can. So what they're taking in is just like our femininity, which is so powerful. And we've been told that it's not. And so thank you, men, for every time you look at us, every time you provide for us, every time, every time you're reminding us how powerful our femininity is. Thank you. Last words to the men, Jamie. (laughs) Just know your value. Yeah. And then provide that value. Mm. Because we'll see it and we see it. And oh my God, is it just, it, it it's so appreciated. It, to me, it's so appreciated. No matter what role you play, mm. you know, mm. friend, lover, brother, mentor, teacher, like that, it, it, it's life-changing for mm. women. It really is. Whew. And on that note, <laughs> this has been the celebration of a quarter of a hundred episodes for Venus and Mars. Thank you so much, my beautiful, beautiful, wise woman, Jamie. Ah, Thank you. Until next time.